0: Hey, it's Gabriel. And Alex. And you may have noticed this episode is a little shorter than the others, and it
1: says bonus in the title. If you're following along with our Instagram, you'll know this is because we've just kicked into our ongoing fortnightly release schedule. When we launched, we were only planning on publishing the
0: first three or maybe four episodes week by week. But to be honest, we got completely caught off guard by the really (laughs) amazing support we got from all of you so quickly. And because of that, we kept pushing
1: and got the first seven full episodes out back to back to back a week at a time. But now because we want to maintain a decent standard and just kind of stop us from burning out. <laughs> We're going to relax back into fortnightly releases starting from this week. That's just for the full episodes though. It doesn't mean you won't hear from us in the off weeks. Like this one, we'll still be releasing bonus short episodes, the odd mini series we have planned and any major updates on previous stories. So what you're listening to now isn't one of our full shows, it's a bonus story from our third episode
0: featuring the Tokoeka or Southern Brown Kiwi. If you haven't already listened to that episode, take the extra time from
1: a short episode this week to go catch up after this. We were interviewing Dennis Stojanovic, a biodiversity ranger who spends his days chasing after these crazy birds. And during the interview, we got sidetracked talking about another of New Zealand's strange, rare, ground-dwelling birds that start with the letter K, the kakapo. We ended up having to cut it out of the original because it's still, to this day, our longest episode. But it really hurt having to leave the stories Dennis told us about him and the kakapo on the cutting room floor. So today we've picked those bits up, taped them back together, so you get to hear them too. Aside from a few little seconds here and there, everything in this little episode is completely new and unaired. Now, just to get up to speed, kakapos are a pretty
0: big ground-dwelling parrot that's native to New Zealand. They're green and and black and and brown in color, and they they kind of just look like a a normal parrot would, just a bit bigger. And I don't know how would you describe a kakapo? Kind of like a fern come to life in the shape of a bird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. No. They're bigger than a chicken, up to four kilos is what they get up to, and like sixty something centimeters long. So pretty chunky things. They're critically endangered and only 201 remain today. We know there's only 201 left because the Department of Conservation in New Zealand keeps tabs on every single one of them. And you might have seen one particularly famous kakapo called Sirocco from the time he tried mating
1: with a TV presenter's head a few years ago. (laughs) (laughs) And we're not going to say a whole lot more about their conservation or their pretty damn cool biology because we kind of have a full episode about them in the works. So
0: we're going to hand it over
1: to Dennis's stories of how
0: kakapo's drew him to New Zealand, how he helped track the birds down to fit new tags before their expected breeding season this year, and the time he met one of the kinkiest birds New Zealand has to offer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is a Life on the Brink Short featuring Dennis Dayanovic and the kakapo. Well, I guess, have you done any trips lately? Gone on any, like, climbing or mountaineering trips lately?
2: Maybe. can't remember. Not really. I'm always up to something, but um, <laughs> sort of stuck in the office for a while, which has been annoying. But yeah, I had a, had a short stint on um, Kakapo Island, so that was pretty good. Uh, how <laughs> was it working with the Kakapos? I don't know. It's actually pretty relaxing compared to some of the Kiwi stuff. Uh, the kakapo are, are much easier to chase because they um they f- they sort of flap about and stumble and they're pretty clumsy <laughs> but uh, yeah it's pretty amazing like i think that's that's why i saw myself it was when when i quit my phd in geology i wrote down on a piece of paper kayak fiordland sea, kakapo and then now i'm here so it's pretty yeah unexpected <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, you've, you've ticked half of
2: it off the list now, right? <laughs> yeah. I've done some a bit of kayaking. I just haven't kayaked all
0: the fuel. I, just to go to the kakapo thing, like I have no context of what stuff you were doing down there. Um, were you doing similar work with your kiwis? Like were you, were, uh, was it just tagging and getting population counts and that sort of thing? So with, with kakapo, the entire population
2: is managed. Um, so almost every bird mm. has a transmitter. Um and yeah, this this time of year they're doing uh transmitter changes. Um well they think they were, they're about to go into a breeding season, so they're changing the type of transmitter that's that's on them. So they're changing from uh what's basically a sort of a location and a live dead transmitter to a I'm breeding or um I'm nesting transmitter.
0: How how many transmitters is that to change then?
2: Uh What's the population now? Two, about two hundred. Uh,
0: okay.
2: I'm not sure how. There's two hundred birds, roughly, and in the two weeks I I was there, we finished most of on that island. So the the kakapo are on three or four different islands. One's um Funuaho, or codfish, which is off the coast of Stewart Island, uh, or Rakiura. Um, then there's I I'm not. I'm not on the Kakapo team. I don't have the stats on me. But, um, <laughs> That's the, right. the, two, the two biggest breeding islands are, are, are Codfish and Anchor, um, which is in Fjordland.
0: Hey, so we double-checked where Kakapo are located in New Zealand.
1: And according to the Department of Conservation there, they're on three islands. And the island that has the most Kakapo's is Codfish Island, also known as Ho. It's located just south of the southernmost point. Of the south island of New Zealand. So a lot of south, uh, right next to Stewart Island. Down, <laughs> a long way down.
0: The second one is Anchor Island, which is found right at the bottom of the south island of New Zealand as well. And the third is called Little Barrier Island, also known as O Otoi, and it's found at the north end of the north island.
1: Yeah, so we've got the north-north and the south-south. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we may have butchered the Maori names, but we gave it a crack and I think that's worth something. <laughs> That's other. If, 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 if
1: we really messed it up, we apologise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the reason why they're only found on these three islands is because of introduced predators and hunting. They used to be found all over New Zealand, but they've been reduced to these small, very heavily managed and predator control islands. Back to Dennis. But
0: yeah, we had
2: about um, we had uh, three catching teams, so like nine, nine people
1: when you're uh, yep. when you're changing the transmitters over what is it, like how do you actually catch them do you do you have to like literally stalk them and then like grab them <laughs> yeah
2: pretty pretty much so so basically you've got like a antenna um that's connected to a box that beeps and it's directional so you point your antenna in different directions and the direction the birds in is where the signal's strongest and so you just follow the strongest signal until you get close enough and then hope the birds um in a accessible spot. spot. So never really know. Uh, like there was one bird we 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 were trying to get to take off the island because it had um, a thing called a crusty bum, which is cloacitis. So it's got like an inflamed cloaca. So <laughs> it needed to be evacuated. Anyway, we tracked into it and it led us to this massive granite boulder. And we spent about an hour dancing around this boulder trying to figure out where it was. But the signal was just like pointing at this rock. Is it like a solid rock? It's like, can't possibly be in the solid rock. Um, And we're about to give up. And then I've climbed over the top and stuck my head in a hole. And there's this whole like tunnel network inside the rock. And it was just sitting in there and we couldn't get it out. It was just in its rock fortress.
1: Uh, Yeah. Just taunting you. Yeah.
2: And so, yeah. So that happens with Kiwi as well. Cool.
1: Hey, just cutting in to give a bit of background context on the next question we're about to ask on the rock star Kakapo. His claim to fame is a starring role he had in the documentary
0: series, Last Chance to See, which we actually talk about in the initial Kiwi episode, if you haven't heard it. And in this moment, Sirocco climbs up onto one of the presenters' heads <laughs> and, and
1: does <laughs> followed nature's urges. And yeah. If you want to see the happiest looking parrot in the world, (laughs) this is your chance. (laughs) There's a quite
0: famous kakapo. I think it's called Sirocco or something that got quite famous for for Mm -hmm. confusing the head of a TV presenter uh, for a female kakapo. Have you you met the celebrity kakapo? I have met
2: Sirocco. Um, (laughs) and yeah, I didn't mention it earlier, but Sirocco is, is the reason I applied for a job. Well, actually it sort of happened at the same (laughs) time. So as, um, uh, I got offered an interview and as I, when I, when I came over to do an interview and go skiing, um, Sirocco being the spokesperson of Kakapo and conservation, he was, he was on a publicity tour at, um, (laughs) Oro um, (laughs) eco sanctuary near Dunedin. And, yeah, I got to go and have a look at Sirocco. So, so the reason he behaves like that is because he's, got, he's severely imprinted on humans. He doesn't think he's a kakapo. Right. Um, but he knows that or he's quite randy. So <laughs> he'll just, um, yeah. <laughs> um, he, has, he has the kakapo urges. You know? <laughs> but uh, last I was helping out with the transmitter changes on Anchor Island last year. And because he he's, he is a bit of a troublemaker, he was um he wasn't on the main island. He was out on a off by himself on like a timeout island for a while.
0: <laughs> hey, uh, so it turns out Sirocco isn't the only famous kakapo because Alex, you found another one.
1: Yeah, so I was interested to see if there were any more rock star kakapo out there, and <laughs> I came across this very fancy sounding one, Richard Henry. <laughs>
0: Right. A bit different from Sirocco. (laughs) Just a little.
1: (laughs) And so Richard Henry was actually named after the conservationist and explorer that discovered him. And when he was discovered, it was during an expedition to Fiordlands uh, in southern New Zealand. And this was in 1975. And at this time... It was believed that the Kakapo were extinct. And then they came across Richard Henry. (laughs) He became the hope and symbol of Kakapo recovery. A massive breeding program was centered around him. And he's basically... The grandfather of Kakapos. Exactly. He, he basically <laughs> brought the, the, the species back. <laughs> not bad. Um, not a bad legacy for yeah, a kakapo. Yeah, he's done pretty well. <laughs> so they actually found him on Stewart Island and he lived to the ripe old age of 80. <laughs> 80 years old for a kakapo. <laughs> Blew my mind. <laughs> that is not
0: bad. And so when Dennis first saw Sirocco, he was actually at an eco sanctuary called Orokonui in Dunedin in September of 2018. On one of his many famous rockstar tours. <laughs> <laughs> On one of his many famous rockstar tours. And it's in this eco-sanctuary that they still do kiwi work to this day. But it turns out, so Orokanui,
2: where, where I saw the Kākāpō, um, also turns out is, is one of our Haas Tokoweka, uh, Korhanga, locations. And it's one of our kreish, uh, kreish facilities. So once the, um, so birds that have been uh, incubated artificially. Once they hatch, they go to Otago for a couple of months before they get put on pest-free islands. It's sort of a soft release. So rather than going straight from an incubator out into the wild, they sort of have a nat- like naturalisation process. It's sort of like a kiwi preschool type thing.
1: Um, I was going to say, I, th- I think that's pretty much pretty much it. So I know, I know that you uh, you recently had an opportunity to start working with the kakapo. Like more sort of permanently, but yeah, um, you've decided to stay with the Kiwis. Is, is there, I guess, what what made you pick Kiwis? Oh, they've grown on me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to
2: be honest, I be like Kakapo was was my goal. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the the other thing is that um, like I, I'm pretty lucky in the job that I've got, and uh, the Kakapo t- uh, team gets so much. The Kakapo gets so much more publicity. They have no—they have no problem getting people who are passionate and skilled to work with them, but Tokwa worker need need a bit more help,
1: I suppose. Cool. I just wanted to say thank you heaps for coming on. It's, it's been great. No, <laughs> oh, no, thank you guys. This Life on the Brink Short was produced on the lands of the Turrbal, Yagara and Gringai people. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging, and acknowledge that sovereignty over these lands has never been ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Thanks once again
0: to Dennis for inviting us into his world of Kakapos and Kiwis. Dennis is on Instagram at viv.fox if you want to find him.
1: Follow and leave a review for Life on the Brink on whichever app you're listening to. It really means a lot to us. If you're feeling down
0: because we didn't fill your ears with our gorgeous voices for very long this week, there are seven full episodes of Life on the Brink available wherever you're hearing this if you need to catch up on any of them. You can also find them at
1: lifeonthebrinkpodcast.com. Our gorgeous, gorgeous voices. (laughs) Thanks to Angus Bazina for getting the website up and running. Thanks to Carl Morley for our theme music. And most of all, thanks to you for listening.
0: We're back next week with another full edition of Life on the Brink. And
1: we'll see you then.